a look at healthcare IT security under the Trump administration, and information surfaces on what may turn out to be one of the largest data breaches of the year. These stories and more coming up on the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro. We begin today's report evaluating the impact of Donald Trump's presidency on healthcare IT security and privacy regulations. A Trump administration isn't likely to make significant changes regarding the enforcement of HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, and the High Tech Act, the Health Information Technology and Economic and Clinical Health Act, at least not immediately. But for the long haul, that's an open question. To discuss a Trump administration's approach to healthcare IT, security, and privacy regulations, I'm joined by Healthcare Info Security Editor Marianne Kolbasak McGee. Hi, Marianne. Hi, Eric. Why won't we likely see any immediate changes in the way the government regulates health IT, security, and privacy? First off, healthcare IT, privacy, and security doesn't seem to be on Trump's radar. Attorney David Holtzman enforced HIPAA rules as a one-time official at the Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights, and he points out that Trump has not spoken directly on issues concerning health IT or health information privacy during the presidential campaign. It's a point picked up by privacy attorney Kirk Nara. He says the public has very little idea of how Trump will approach most privacy and data security issues beyond the barest of general principles. In fact, Holtzman suggests that Trump will defer on making decisions on health, IT, security, and privacy matters, saying the new president will leave those decisions to a yet-to-be-named Secretary of Health and Human Services. Does this mean health, IT, security, and privacy regulations aren't a priority for the president-elect? That could be the case. John Houston is Chief Information Security and Privacy Officer at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, and he says he suspects addressing HIPAA and High Tech Act could distract from more important regulatory reform that the Trump administration wants to make. Another reason the administration won't immediately seek changes to health IT security and privacy regulations is that there's no demand in doing so from Congress. Adam Green is also a former Office of Civil Rights staffer, and he notes that HIPAA is a relatively bipartisan matter. The last Republican in the White House, George W. Bush, did not scrap privacy regulations as many expected he would, and congressional calls for greater enforcement have come from both sides of the aisle. President-elect Trump says he plans to scrap the Affordable Care Act, though he says he intends to keep some provisions, such as allowing adult children under age 26 to remain on their parents' plans and prevent insurers from excluding people from being covered for pre-existing conditions. Will changes to Obamacare affect HIPAA and High Tech Act regulations? HIPAA and the High Tech Act are sometimes lumped together with Obamacare, but they're really separate. Adam Green says that whatever happens to the Affordable Care Act is unlikely to affect HIPAA and High Tech. But Green adds a bit of caution in this prediction, saying, when one has any prediction about the election proven accurate, we will need to wait and see what political appointments are made. Looking down the road, are changes coming from the Trump administration on healthcare IT security and privacy regulations? Perhaps. There's a push from some quarters for interoperability of electronic health record systems and securing healthcare information exchanges. But as the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center's CISO John Houston says, by far the biggest IT challenge that confronts the sector is improving the quality and efficiency of healthcare while reducing cost. 
Other industry experts contend that the Trump administration may not specifically tackle health IT security and privacy matters. They say the sector could benefit from other steps that will be taken to bolster overall cybersecurity. For example, as Houston points out, an industry-agnostic cyber threat information sharing program would produce the greatest benefit for the healthcare sector. Thanks, Marianne. Thanks, Eric. Information is surfacing on what may turn out to be one of the largest data breaches of 2016. ISMG Security and Technology Editor Jeremy Kirk brings us up to date. This might make more than a few people nervous. FriendFinder Networks, a California company that runs thousands of pornographic and risque hookup sites, may have been breached again. The company's name may sound vaguely familiar as it runs Adult FriendFinder, which saw 3.9 million user accounts breached last year. LeakSource, a service that obtains data leaks through shady underground circles, claims to have obtained 412 million user accounts. Troy Hunt, an Australia data breach expert, says that at first glance some of the data appears legitimate, but that he'd need to see a complete set of the data to make a call. If the data proved accurate, it would mark one of the largest data breaches of the year behind Yahoo, which in October blamed state-sponsored hackers for compromising at least 500 million accounts in late 2014. It would also be the second one to affect FriendFinder networks in as many years. In May 2015, it was revealed 3.9 million adult FriendFinder accounts had been stolen by a hacker. The first clue of another problem came in mid-October when someone posted screenshots on Twitter illustrating a local file inclusion vulnerability in Adult FriendFinder. Those types of vulnerabilities allow an attacker to apply input to a web application. FriendFinder Networks has so far not disclosed a breach, but it does say that it fixed vulnerabilities that have been reported to it recently. Leaked sources, many of the passwords were stored in plain text, a big no-no, while others were hashed with SHA-1, which is considered insufficient to protect passwords. As a result, leaked source says it has cracked most of the hashes. The latest FriendFinder breach would only be rivaled in sensitivity than that of Avid Life Media's Ashley Madison extramarital dating site, which lost 36 million accounts. The leak is likely to cause panic amongst users who created accounts on FriendFinder network properties, which are primarily adult-themed dating, fling websites, and nude model webcam streaming. FriendFinder runs as many as 40,000 websites. It could also be particularly worrisome since leak sources the accounts date back 20 years, a time in the early commercial web when users were less worried about privacy issues. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Backups, backups, backups. That's FBI Supervisory Agent Jay Kramer promoting steps enterprises can take to mitigate the impact of ransomware attacks. Kramer works in the FBI's Cyber Division out of New York, where he supervises a squad of agents and analysts conducting criminal cyber intrusion investigations. Kramer delivered a keynote address at the ISMG Healthcare Security Summit recently held in New York, and that's where ISMG Vice President and Editorial Director Tom Field caught up with him. Tom joins me now to discuss his chat with Kramer. Welcome, Tom. Eric, thanks for having me in. Regarding ransomware, among the hardest hit sectors is healthcare. Why is that the case? A couple of reasons. One, you know, certainly there's a lot of consolidation in the industry, mergers, acquisitions, spin-offs, new areas of operations, and that tests the wherewithal of any healthcare entity, its IT organization, and security organization to manage everything. But I think the other thing is because ransomware has been successful. We've seen some very high-profile incidents of ransomware in healthcare this year where the entities have paid the ransom so they could get their data back and move on. Once you do that, you send the signal that the attack is successful. No surprise that healthcare entities continue to be in the crosshairs. Here's Jay Kramer. 
That poses challenges for the IT staff to be able to assimilate a different network to make sure the appropriate security protocols are in place within the network. Now, Kramer says the nature of the environment of healthcare organizations makes them particularly vulnerable to ransomware attacks. So, of course, providing appropriate healthcare is a top priority of these providers. Kramer goes on to speak of a disconnect between providing that care and security. The speed to get access and security are often at odds. And I think there's an evolution underway in terms of rethinking some things that may have been considered efficiencies or conveniences for the doctors and other healthcare providers to make sure that their networks are secure. We started this segment quoting Kramer as saying backups, backups, backups. It's not just that simple, is it? Oh, Lord, we wish. Once you get to the backup stage, you're relying on the backup. That means you have been attacked. The first priority is to not fall victim to a ransomware attack. If you can't avoid it, then yes, you're able to continue business operations by restoring the critical data that's stored offline. So you do want that backup, but you, you don't want that to be your only defense. Having your critical data backed up, knowing what policies you have in place for backups, that you're, you're backing up your data on appropriate intervals, and that you're testing your ability to retrieve the data from backups. Also very, very important. No doubt, in 2017, ransomware is going to continue to plague healthcare. As Kramer points out, to provide patients care, healthcare has so many interconnected devices that its attack surface alone is much larger than most other sectors. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time.